Season two is upon us. John and I are back in the saddle. We are excited to talk more golf. We took about a seven, eight week hiatus um, uh, between uh, October and here, kind of the middle of November. We really appreciate you all hanging out, waiting. And uh, if you listen in on this one, uh, we're sorry it took so long for us to get back. Um, with this episode, we talk a little bit about what happened in between in the, on the Pro Tour from uh, the end of the, the uh, season championship. Um, a little bit about that, but just kind of what we're looking forward to in the year and, and kind of rambling on about uh, our goals with the show as we roll into season two. Let's get into it. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed putt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 2 of the Faded Golf Podcast. This is Episode 1 of Season 2. My name is Mark Julien, as always, here with my compadre, Mr. John Falkenberg. Hello, John. What's up? Hey, man, welcome good back. Good to be back. Back in the saddle. <laughs> it's feeling good. Uh, we are, we're sitting in uh, Casa Julien uh, at the poker table, which we... I, I, would you say we probably split episodes about 50-50 last year, it seemed like? Yeah. I yeah. think it was pretty close to that. Sim room to the to the poker table. It seems like we would like, um, yeah. It was it was a good combo. Um, I don't I don't feel like which, what what sucked I think, <laughs> is at least this is my perspective. What sucked is when we were in your sim room hanging out doing stuff. We probably didn't hit as many balls as I thought we would um, into that screen. We rarely did because we'd end up talking and having some good banter and some good golf conversation and maybe if we played a par three or two or something like that, maybe a hole or two, that was about it. I found some good new golf courses on there. Though. Oh, did you? Yes. Nice. Really good. And actually, the golf courses on there that are better yeah. are not like the name brand ones. Oh, okay. So like, just kind of some miscellaneous. Some guys made. Oh, wow. Like So maybe not even yes. real golf courses. No. <laughs> like, like truly video game golf yeah, courses. But yeah. they look real. That's awesome. So I found a couple of those up at the sim up the lake too, which is which is actually I've enjoyed playing. So we'll you know maybe sometime this year we'll do like a we, did we do something last year we did kind of like a, a live broadcast of like a par three or a couple shots but yeah absolutely we'll we'll actually do or we'll bring a couple guys on and you and I will commentate. Oh, I think Jim Nance, you'll be a color guy. Yeah, yeah, I like this. You'll be Jim Nance. You would be a good Jim Nance. You got Maybe. a good voice. For we'll that. see. I'll I'm be not the sure. I got to work on it. Got to work on my voice. <laughs> see if I can get it to Bob Menery. But if we could actually like, levels. But if we could talk through like a match. Oh, be fantastic. And then we have like two rivals that we have on the show. Oh, we put great. we put uh, former assistant pro Drew Preston against f- uh, against pro current Kyle. pro Kyle. And we'll commentate. Yeah, oh, that'd be fantastic. Professional golfers. They're like, yes. Face each other. Truly professional golfers. That'd be good stuff. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be legit. <laughs> we talk and we commentate. Why we do the show. Yeah. And we can, get, we can get on-site interviews at the same time. I like it. I like it a lot. I know Kyle wants to be back on the show, um, as well as True. So we, we look forward to having them. We've actually, uh, we, we look forward to having some return guests this year. Uh, I think that'll be a lot of fun. Talked, I was with Mr. Derm. Last week, he he's anxious. He actually, <laughs> we're driving down to the IU game, and he's like, he's like, hey man, you got like, uh, you know, mobile equipment? We can just do the pod in the car on the way down. Is, did you go with Derm? <laughs> yeah, 
awesome. on last Tuesday. So uh, it's funny. He's it, wow. He's just a great storyteller. That that's just hands down, just well, great storyteller. Well spoken. Yes, great storyteller. Got some. He had, he told some great law school stories. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> were you laughing? Oh my god, we were cracking up. We were dying. Uh, but yeah, so I. You know, we've we took a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, our last show was in September. Almost two months went by. I don't think we intended on dragging it out that long necessarily, but we wanted to kind of refocus, refresh a little bit, think about where we want to go with things. Um, I think we determined, especially in looking at some of the analytics on our shows, uh, whenever we have a guest on, we seem to have more listens, we seem to have more feedback, those kind of things. So I think. Having guests is going to be a critical thing that we're going to work on for season two. Um, and, you know, beyond that, um, you know, I, I think there's been a, a few little anecdotal things that people have at least said to me that they've said uh, has been funny or fun um, and that we're kind of no holds barred to a degree and that we obviously say whatever's on our minds. Um, we don't uh, we don't shy away from probably throwing some people some shade. And we also at times, uh, use a little language, but whatever. Hey, we're not, we're, we're really not doing this for like a profit. That's I'm doing this cause <laughs> I like, I like, I love golf. Yeah. I love like just talking to people and hearing insights and, you know, having a cocktail that's different every time that we can share with listeners. It's, it's awesome. I mean, when you, especially in like the last couple months, I know I've had a couple people come up to me and say, Hey, are you guys still doing that? Or when's, when's your next show going to be every, every week? I hope that there's a new show or whatever it is. And I, um, I kind of, you know, allude to the, the fact that, you know, we're, we're working on stuff or whatever it is. But I, I, I think that people, uh, do gravitate to us being the way that we are and having a drink and whatever it is and saying whatever we do. So, I don't know. We'll, we'll keep it going. We'll see if it uh, continues to stick. And um, maybe well, we can have a few more guests on. It'd be great. We'll just keep doing it. Why we not? do. Hey, let's, let's be honest. We're doing it because you and I were kind of selfish. It's our bowling night. <laughs> well, and so that's the other thing is that when people, here's the other, the other conversation that I have with people is people go, I tell them, I, I don't, we don't highly promote necessarily this podcast. I, we want it to be organic and grow, right? But when people do ask me, like, what's it about? I'm like, yeah, it's essentially our bowling night where we hang out and we shoot the shit. And we talk about golf and we talk a little bit about other sports and things like that. I mean, we're in the, we're in the heart. I mean, last year we talked a lot about the NFL. Uh, we talked a, a lot about basketball. We talked a lot about a, a number of different areas, you know, beyond golf as well, because it's also kind of a dude's podcast. I'll, I mean, if I'm going to coin it that way, I think our audience, we you know. A, we, had a, we had a a young lady on the podcast. Well, yeah. I'm, hey, I, I'm just saying we're, we're generally catering to things that I think men in golf kind of like. But at the same time, you know, especially as I flip through Instagram, and I know you do as well, like, it's awesome to see women being like, hey, this is a women's game, and I can I, I like the reason I like going out on the golf course is because I like to have a beer and I like to have fun and I like to shoot the shit too. No different than women that probably watch football or basketball and get into or get into hockey or whatever it is, right? Like, 
it, it's not exclusive to guys. But at the same time, we obviously uh, cater to that to a degree. And uh, But I think it's awesome if we have any female listeners out there, which I, I have yet to have one <laughs> tell me that they are listening. But Hopefully, hopefully Autumn listens. I th- I'm sure she does. You know, we should have her back on. Well, I think so. I think there's a lot going on, obviously, in uh, golf locally with um, whether it be with the first tee or it'll be with the different programs, the junior programs, growing the game, those kind of things. And I think she'd be great to have on again. So, agree, um, man. Agree. Well, here, I, I, all I want to say is I'm excited. I want to do this. Keep doing this. I love it. Let's, it's fun. Yeah, it's great. You know, I we hope you guys enjoy it. We enjoy it. Who knows and what's going to bring us? We're, we're sorry for the seven, eight week hiatus. Yeah. So. And, you know, what? Who, what's next? I don't know. What's next? I don't know. I reached out to Duffner yesterday. Yeah, hey, he didn't up? respond. Hey, Duff, <laughs> let's go. We want to hear about your Cobra shit. Anyway. Um, all right, so hey, let's transition. So news, obviously, we took seven weeks off, um, and some stuff happened in PGA. So the Tour Championship was over. Nobody cared that Rory won, really, because he's amazing anyway, whatever. Um and uh, we've had we've had the likes of uh, Joaquin Neiman, Sebastian Munoz, Cameron Champ, Kevin Na, Lanto Griffin, all, all big studs. champ, all big champions all in October. Um, I do like Kevin Na. I think he's come around. He's uh, he's been a player that um, that Cam- and the Cameron Champ story with the family thing. I think it's an interesting story. But as you and I have said, it's like. Okay, I don't get excited necessarily about these guys. Um, are you going to see Joaquin Neiman and no. uh, Munoz? Are they going to are they going to compete in the majors? I like to see it. I saw them play. I thought they were hey, good. You know what? They, they Joaquin Neiman's good. There. Hey, here's the way I look at this, and we've talked about this before. There is. It's why this tour is so tough to win on, because there is in any given week, and whether it's because the field is deep or not, but in any given week, these guys are all so good that any of them could come out and have four days straight where they just light it up. If you can stay an elite pay- player on the PGA Tour right now, you're just incredible. I just, to me, if you can stay in the top ten, it, that's why Ricky, to me, is so impressive. It's so crazy that he has not won a major yet. It's no. crazy to me. Crazy. It's crazy. He, if he does, He's such a solid player, too. He's he, and he's always in the top Always 10. there. Top always 20, there. top 10, top 20 guy every week, almost. What was the year he was... Like number two in every major the whole year. Yeah. Oh, Oop. that was frustrating. Was, was like, that 2015? Yeah, was, was that the year of 16, speed? Maybe 15, 16. Was that the speed year? Yeah, I think it was. Ugh, it's rough. So here's a couple other highlights. Um, uh, in in Korea, Justin Thomas almost won two million dollars. In uh, Japan, Tiger Woods, of course, almost won two two million dollars. Uh, and they got practically rained out, flooded in that tournament. Um, Roy McIlroy, World Golf Championship uh, a couple weeks ago, won almost $2 million. And then, wow, you want to talk about, like, really kind of getting hosed. Uh, Bermuda Championship, Brendan Todd, 540 for winning that one. But it must have been a really light field and clearly a small purse. Um, but uh, barely over half a million dollars to – and he had to go to Bermuda, which is terrible, you know. Terrible. He won how much? Five hundred forty thousand. It's almost like a web.com. Or sorry, the Corn Ferry Tour. What is that? Uh, what win. is it? Corn Ferry, like winning now, like three hundred or something. Something like that. Yeah, not bad. I mean, you can make a living on the Corn Ferry Tour. 
Win five forty. I'll go to Bermuda and win five forty. Yeah, no problem. Uh, but, but Jason Day, I mean, he he took home probably the 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 most incredible purse of everyone over the last uh, seven eight weeks. Uh, Two hundred ten thousand dollars winning the skins uh, in Japan as well, which nobody watched because it was on at two in the morning, and nobody probably cared anyway because it was a skins game. And it, did he have to put up any money of his own? No. So how it, is that a skins game? That, and it's kind of it goes back to the match last year. I'm like, if Tiger and Phil were playing for their own money, and it was a nine million dollar match for their own money, that right there. Now I would I would have paid all sorts of of money to watch that because they were playing for each other. It, like it was a bet. That would have been amazing if it was like even if it was a million dollar bet. It'd be like Tiger Woods. Million dollar bet against Phil Mickelson, eighteen holes match play. Like, let's go! I would have been like, that is awesome. They won't do it. Why? They don't need to do it. But it would have made it more entertaining. Oh, hundred percent. Because it was their own million dollars that was on the line. They just won't do it. No, like if they all had to. Wouldn't it be funny if like both guys had to like walk in with like a briefcase of a million dollars cash that there was like two million sitting there, and it was like the winner took home their case and the other guy's case. Fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, I agree. But it's just not going to happen. No, because there's so many sponsors that are willing to, you know, sponsor the Fading Golf Podcast, sponsor, you know, obviously these tournaments, those kind of things, throw out just millions of dollars. And be, no big deal. No big deal. Yeah, no big deal. So anyway, that's pro golf. Um, I don't, there's, is there anything else that interested you over the last no. seven, eight weeks? I mean, it's no, this I is like this golf. is essentially the off season after the tour championship. Um, you you really excited about the President's Cup? Not at all. I mean, I'm not just, at all. Ugh. I mean, you, you're not. Not at all. It's it's uh, it's in mid December. Um, it's in Australia this year. Um, Tiger Woods selected Tiger Woods as one of his captain's picks. There's good players. I'll I'll, I'll probably watch it. I'll probably watch. But when is it going to be on? I, but yeah, in the morning in Australia, I, it's gonna be like on a midnight here. I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no fucking idea. D- don't care. Here's the thing: it's not the Ryder Cup. No, not even close. Should we talk about the Ryder Cup for a second and the ticket process for that bullshit next year? I talked to somebody got like full fledged tickets, like they were able to get it. They were in the waiting room and they got it. I was like, I've, "You're the first one." Somebody was in the waiting room. And got tickets. Got tickets. Dude, Twitter was a frenzy, and social media was a frenzy of people that sat in the waiting room, didn't get shit. And now it's like aftermarket tickets are 400 bucks a day, 500 bucks a day to go. It's like, it's not. I mean, it's a great event, don't get me wrong, but is it worth, would you pay four or $500 a day? A day per person? Let me know. I mean that that that's no, no. I mean masters tickets. We paid two hundred a piece over in France. Yeah, for Saturday Sunday. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, I'm not paying. For, no, not happening. Nope, I'm not. I'm, I'm just probably not going. I, I don't think we're going. Um, unfortunately, uh, we. Had, I'd like to go. We had a great time in France. I'd, I'd like, like to, go. to go. And you know what? If if hey, if a ticket were presented itself, we would go. Did we figure out if we can go? Friday, I think Friday. I, you, can, I think I could go Friday if it takes. No, did we figure out we can go in Rome? 
Can yes. You, can you go? Yes. Okay. Because of the week that it is, I believe so. We figured it out, right? We yep. got the dates. Yep. Like, okay. Yep. I mean, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> that was the, incredible. Yeah, it was the best experience. It was so good. Yeah. It's on it, our, yeah. And it got me it's to go not, to, it's not the week of my daughter's, um, like, birthday or whatever it is. So, it's a different week now. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's, it's. That's it. I'm more. It's, how can I get more excited about a one that's that would be three years away? Yeah. How about the one that is um, seven years away? That I'm even more excited about. Where's, what's that? So seven years from now, it's going to be in Ireland, and my I turned fifty. Seven years from now. My our my fiftieth birthday trip. Whether or not the wives even come with us. Yeah, I don't know if that would be a wives trip. We're going oh, to yeah. fucking Ireland, and we're gonna get stupid. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing. You're gonna like kick your. I'm fifty. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. And I, I hey, I'm I, in. It's hey, done. I would love the wives Committed. to come. Trust me, I'd love the wives to come. But if they don't, we're gonna make it happen anyway. I think they'd want to go. They're gonna want to go. They're gonna want to go. And it'll be a blast. Yeah. Well, but, we're going to but spend, it's gonna be a shit show. But we're gonna we're gonna I think we'll do two weeks on that one. We're just gonna go fucking crazy. We're playing golf. Yeah, we're gonna play golf. We're gonna freaking go to multiple places in Europe. We're gonna fucking go to castles. Yeah, we're gonna go to some castles. We're gonna drink some Guinness. Real Guinness. We might even go to Germany too. I don't even know. Germany, it's like not even, not even close. To <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We might even go there. I don't even know. I was actually. I was talking with uh, Sherry, and I was like, next year, I was like, I was wanting to plan like a two-week trip around Europe. Just like go Euro Pass, like go all the different. I want to do it. Ricky's doing it. Who? I want to do our, it. Our boy. Is he? Is it wife, kid? Wife, Whole kid. family. Oh, that damn thing. Parker, man. He's That's doing it. it. Parker's, he's an animal. He's Clark Griswold. He is fucking, Dude. <laughs> Totally. The, other than he doesn't hang Christmas lights like that, but he is the he is the true family man. He is, absolutely. Yeah, he is the true family man. It uh, it uh, it'll probably be just a, a wife trip if we we do it. Oh yeah, It'd be fun though. I mean, how fun would that be? Because I actually looked into it and looked in the Euro Rail. You, if you like buy it ahead, mm-hmm. you get the multiple destinations, and you like do it within like a, so you can get like. Eight stops in a month time frame, but you can do them as fast as you want. Like two weeks, you can do all the trips or five, yep. six. It's like it's not that bad. Yeah, it's like twelve hundred bucks. I think the beauty of it is everything's so close. I mean, it's, it's Sweden like, and Germany, like same God, day. I don't want to be in Sweden. Be great too. Go back to the motherland. <laughs> <laughs> Go hang out with the Hudgelins. Great. <laughs> Have you? You, yeah, you're gonna have to go visit. I, I actually, are you Swedish? My, uh, yeah, my my grandfather um, came over on a boat back in I don't know what was that. That was probably like the the twenties. At fuck, I don't know. So my aunt just got back. She's actually she's Swedish. She's like my she's my aunt in law or whatever. My uncle passed away, and she's they went to Sweden mm-hmm. this past year. Loved it. They went. They flew on. It flew in there. And like just rented a car and they just went on their own. Just drove wow, around. Wow, just gonna drove around. She's Swedish. Yeah. They just, they just went around everywhere. They loved awesome. it. Her and her son. 
Yeah. It's fantastic. You need to do it. Take Allison. Go. No, we're going to do it. It's going to be great. Sweet. Sweet. <laughs> it's going to be great. Go, go look for the Hudgelins. Hudgelins? What the hell is a Hudgelin? So, no, that's, that's the joke. So, um, when, so my, when my grandfather came over, um, our, our last name was Yulene. It was H-J-U-L-I-N. So we joke today because the reason he changed it to Juline is because nobody could pronounce with the, with the silent H, Yulene. And essentially, so everybody, like my dad would be in class, you know, like in school or whatever, and they'd be like, is Russ Hudgelin here? Because people don't know how to pronounce friggin' four names. So, and I, I'm sure my grandfather dealt with the same thing. Hudgelin, where are you at, Hudgelin? Whatever. So, um, so which was pronounced Yuline, and but now he just changed it to Juline just to make it easier to say. So, our yeah, I've got a little. I mean, a little bit of similar stories when uh, they, they they came across on the boat. My original, I think my original last name was Falkenborough. Falkenborough. Yeah. So they changed it to Berg versus Burrow. Yeah, I don't just know to why. shorten it up. I, I don't Cause know because it's why. already long and freaking cumbersome. Yeah, it's already. I was like, okay, what are you? <laughs> what, what are you really accomplishing by shaking that up? Yeah, I didn't really. Or did they it. move from a burrow to a berg, and then just decided, hey, you know what? We're we're now bergs. I I don't, I don't know. I, I I tried to understand. Yeah, I was like, I asked the same questions and they couldn't give me answers. Yeah, and I was frustrated. I I might change it back. <laughs> I'm gonna change. Yeah, let's change let's our names. Let's just change it back. Yeah, we're the we're the Hudgelins now. <laughs> I'm a Falkenborough. <laughs> oh, we God. digressed bad. We, we terribly, terribly. <laughs> so, uh, PGA Tour is boring. Um, clearly, our whole family tree is freaking messy. Um, eventually, we all probably end up crossing paths if you go way. We're way European. Back, right? Yeah, we're European. Um, but we want to go to Europe, so that's really where this. It wasn't totally. A, uh, a detour, I guess, on what we were talking well, about. We have plans. Like, look, how, how many people don't, if you like golf, how many people wouldn't like the idea of like, hey, we're going to plan to go to the Ryder Cup on, on foreign soil, European soil. If you like golf and you don't like that, then you probably are not a real fan of golf. No, and that's, hey, I think one thing that I've, in doing this, in following what I do on Instagram, uh, what we do, I should say, on Instagram, and all this, I have, I have discovered in the last year, one thing that I have discovered more in the last year in doing this podcast and following all that we do is there are such a big variety of golfers out there and what their passion levels are for the game, what their knowledge are of the pro game is, to what they use for equipment, to what they know about the difference in a golf ball is, I mean, it is insane. Um, like where they are even in their game, within their swing. Um, I, I think that's what's so interesting about this game to me is that the variables across every individual in this game, like you and I have a common bond, right? And it's one thing that drew us together is that we have similar handicaps and we obviously play in Indiana and we belong in the same club. But there are so many people that are so different, and I think that's what makes it so interesting, is that you can play this game totally different than anybody else and still enjoy it, and you can play this game with totally different types of people and still enjoy it, 
and you can play this game with different types of equipment and still enjoy it. It doesn't require you to have the same, any of that, right? You don't have to play with all the same guys that play. Now, I'm not going to get into the handicap system, which that's a whole other thing, and that's a topic for another conversation. But, but isn't that kind of like sports, like, like the sports became like really popular across the world. That's kind of like sports in general. Like that's the bond. Like they, that's how we, that's how you gravitate. That's why you hang, that's why people love it. Yeah. And golf is, is unique in a way that, that it, it, it I think it transcends is about as good. It, maybe it's second only like, like soccer. It transcends that well. Because people people get they love it and it, it goes tra- it everywhere. Trans- it transcends transcends a lot better than I people think I, than I think people give it credit credit for. Meaning, I actually think that there are segments that it there's this stereotype that it's kind of an elitist sport, right? So that uh, you know only the wealthy play it, or um, you know it's there's the country clubbers or something like that 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 are the play. But I tell you what, in everything I've seen. Dude, there's people that just they worship freaking hanging out at Top Golf, and there's there's guys that will play their Muni every freaking day with their shirt untucked and be happy as shit playing it because they're just out there playing golf and they love the damn game and they don't care. And the fact that they they only have to pay twelve bucks or fifteen bucks to play that club, they're excited about that. I and wish, I'm like, God, I wish that. I could get excited about that. I think there needs to be a lot more of that though. What you just said. Guys that just get comfortable with their muni and like they love playing it. I, I want there to be more of that. I, in, in like I was, I think it is a little bit of a spectator sport in regards to like some other countries. Yeah. I do. The, like, they're in awe of like these guys doing it. It's almost, it's not, oh, like, it's not like dude, gladiator, the, but it's just like they're in awe. The Japanese they're were in, awe. in absolute awe. Awe. They're in awe of like these guys, and even like kind of France had a little bit of that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, but like me and you are like, okay, we're you know we play it and we're fine. We're yeah. like, okay, we, we understand can, we, the shots. We get it. So, I mean, would you feel comfortable like, hey, I'm gonna go out and play with Duff? Yeah. If you're gonna go out and play a Tiger. Sure. Yeah. You play with him. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think there'd be, it's it probably no different than. Um, first tee jitters in any big tournament, you'd probably like, but eventually it's like, it's just for golf. Yeah. I'm like, I know I'm not going to beat Tiger that day, so I'm just going to play my game. You're not going to pull a Tom Glavin? <laughs> <laughs> I think I brought that up on another podcast. You might have, yeah, actually. Hold time out. So, um, other sports players playing golf. Sidebar, did you see this story that Jeremy Roenick told? about uh, playing golf with Jordan. No. Did you see this? So, Ronick says, shares this story that he went out with uh, Jordan one day. Um, they were in Chicago, and must have been like the beginning of the season, kind of like, you know, probably early October or something like that, where the weather was still decent. And they played 18 holes, and they'd been drinking Bud Lights that morning. And they, I think they were gambling or whatever it was, and, and uh, Jordan lost, and... Uh, Ronick bet him like double or nothing or whatever. And, and Jordan was like, okay. And they kept crushing Bud Lights. Played, ended up playing 36. And Ronick had the day off. He didn't have to play hockey that freaking night. But Jordan, Jordan. Jordan was playing? 
But Jordan had a game that night, and he had probably crushed a 12-pack Bud Light. They, 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 Roenick, I think, says more than six. Um, I did hear about this story. And then, so Jordan, and he goes, dude, how are you going to play? And he's like, he's like, we're going to beat him. And he, he bet him that he would score more than 50 points and that they would beat him by like more than 20 or something like that or whatever it was. And they, they went out and fucking, he did it. Like they beat whoever they were playing by more than 20 points and he scored like 52. And he killed it. And he killed a 12 pack. And he killed like a 12 pack of Bud Light and played 36 holes and then fucking just dominated on the basketball court. And I'm like, that's just, that super is inc- super athlete, incredible human right there. You, you, I mean, it com- was. You've com- I mean, you've commented like, "Hey, that guy can." Oh, he can crush a bottle of tequila and, and, and blank. Yeah. I mean, that's that's. I mean, that's not normal. It's not normal. No. Because I did that two weeks ago, and you saw what I looked like. <laughs> <laughs> that's a story for another day. You, you, yeah, you you were yeah you were. I was in another world. <laughs> <laughs> well, full circle back to. Incredible athletes. I mean, look, if I if I could, I couldn't. Even, I don't know if I could do that when I was nineteen. Drink what? Drink drink twelve Bud Lights and then go play a basketball game that night? No, like I, I don't. Th- I mean, I've drank beer and played basketball. It's not a good thing. <laughs> I still I still have a knee injury to this day. Are you doing it professionally? Right, professionally. And he goes out and scores 50. Yeah, it's not good. Against, like, really good athletes. Yeah, it's crazy. Of course, I'm also old now, so whatever that is. So, um, so what's, uh, your, what's your equipment ideas this year? You know, this year I am really um, – I am I'm curious to see what TaylorMade comes out with. I'm probably due for a driver. I, I usually do one every three seasons. Um, so I've, I've, I've held off on the M3 and the M5. I have the M1, um, and uh, so I'm curious what TaylorMade's going to do. I'm curious, obviously, what any other manufacturer does, too, other than Callaway. I'm not a Callaway guy, um, but uh, so, so so to me, like it's it's a driver thing for me. I, I looked at irons this year. I know you did a lot irons this year. I everything I hit, I hit just about the same as I hit my pings as far as like distance, trajectory, all that kind of stuff. So I didn't come to a conclusion that, um, at least with the ones that I liked the way they looked, was going to make me change my mind. Um, I think the blueprint irons came out somewhere in the middle of the summer, and I don't know if I hit those, the pink blueprints. Um, they maybe could change my mind. But I know when you guys committed to the forged, uh, you guys gained, what, well, you inside at least, uh, you guys gained five to ten yards. Easy. Um, and so... There, there, there's a little bit of appeal there for me, and especially in the longer irons. Um, I've read a ton about mix sets lately, where people, even pros, are mixing sets. Um, Most of them do it. Yeah, so I, I think I'm intrigued by those kind of things. I'm definitely going to um, invest in... Uh, uh, a, I, I get a lob wedge every other season, too, so I'll, I'll end up getting another 60-degree. Um, if I can get the same one that I have now, I don't know if I'll change... I've been looking at that high toe, the uh, the tailor-made high toe. Um, you have Vokies now, right? I got, uh, yeah, I've got a Vokey right now in my 60. The, the ping, I have a ping 56 
and a ping 51. I'm thinking about the only switch that I'm going to consider is is going back to Vokies on all my wedges. That's it. Vokies around the greens are just to yep. me they're they're fan, they're just the best. Yep. I mean, you don't need to change your putter. You've putted fantastic this year. Um I tried to change my you know the only thing I need to do I need to sell all my other putters and try to get like a thousand bucks or something probably because I have you know a dozen putters laying around that I don't fucking touch. The spider is the spider's the putter. Why why change it? You're, nobody gets rid of putters, dude. Nobody I does. I mean that Scotty could probably fetch me three hundred dollars though. That's a good putter. I oh. like that putter. It's that's why I hesitate. Because it's, it's that classic Newport, and like I hesitate to get rid of it because it's just such a classic. It's a good putter. It's a classic putter. I and mean, I've, got, I've got those other Odysseys that... That's, that's I, a blade, right? Yeah. I don't know. I mean... What are I you going to do? Yeah, I guess sell them, but I mean, hey, you my, want them there. It may, if it gives my you, biggest what, what equipment if it you com- What if it gives you comfort? My biggest equipment change this past year was the golf ball. You're an AVX guy right now, right? I, I switched to the AVX this year. I and tried the AVX at the end of the you year. You did. And, and I, dude, I had Johnny trying it at the end of the year, too. And he said he didn't like the way it spun around the greens. Like He, he felt like he got more um, bite uh, with short game stuff, chips, with a Pro-V versus the AVX. And I said, yeah, th- that makes sense. It's it's not supposed to spin as much. But I said, you know what? You get used to it rolling out like the way that it does around the greens. And that less spin off the tee, off the driver, that's where the money's made right there. I, that the Pro V1 is spinnier off a driver and the hooks are accentuated, the blocks are accentuated, all the crazy shit shots that I would hit would be accentuated. Whereas the AVX, because it spins just a little bit less, my misses were, weren't off as much. And I like the AVX. And still on full iron shots, full wedge shots, it spun enough to hold. Not necessarily spin, but hold. I like the AVX. I really think it's a good ball. Yeah. I still like, um, I like the Bridgestone yeah. off the tee better. I like the AVX around the greens better. I was different than Johnny. Oh, you liked them around the yes. greens. Yes, yeah. I thought they were awesome. I thought okay. they were, the putting I was well, incredible. I, so, th- well, I was going to go there. I said, you know what though? Off the putter, that ball feels great. It's the it, best it's, feeling. It, it it has a great feel to it around the green. It it maybe does roll out and it doesn't bite as much, but it didn't it didn't bother me at all. I got used to it real fast, and uh, off the putter, it felt great. And the one thing I loved about that golf ball more than the TaylorMade that I played last the previous year. And you gave me some of the Bridgestones that I tried out as well, and even the Pro-V. It is probably one of the most durable, high-performance tour balls you can buy is the AVX. I liked it. I liked it. I, I don't, second, my second favorite ball. The you can, I could go through almost two rounds with a ball, with bear, especially if you don't hit shit with it, like hit trees and shit with it, and almost not even notice that I've been hitting it. It was my two top, that Bridgestone and that ball. Yeah, and I would, I would have, a, I don't have a problem. The Bridgestone does not feel good on the putting green to me. That's the only thing I don't love. It just doesn't. So that's where the. A, I wish I could switch balls out. <laughs> I wish I, I could put the AVX down. Well, and then hit the Bridgestone off the tee. I felt the same way about that 
the snell and the uh, vice is that I wish I could hit the, the snell off the tee and, uh, and or the vice off the tee because I felt like they, they flew off the tee. They, they went far, but they were so inconsistent on distance that I was like, I was like from an iron perspective, I'm like, well, when I have 150 yards in, I want to know that my nine iron is going to go there or whatever it is. And I just felt like sometimes it just wouldn't go. And so there, just, there was too much inconsistency. I don't know if it's because of the manufacturing or whatever it is, but there was, those were, balls were inconsistent to me. Pate, Pate thought the Pro V1s went farther off the tee than the AVX. And I disagreed. I, I thought it was the opposite. I, I think the AVX goes a little further. But <laughs> it, I, I think th- it's because of a spin thing, though. I think it just has less spin and it just comes out hotter. I agree. Well, I mean, the only thing I'm going to consider this year is, is, is the wedges. I like yeah. the Vokies. They have already, they, they, it's weird. So in the upgraded Vokies that are now, they're selling like mass quantity. They're putting the same shaft. If you know, it's the, it's the, uh, the Modus Nippon, whatever. Oh yeah. Yep. So they, they're putting that in, the, it's an upgraded, sh- but they're selling a mass quantity. It's like that shaft is fantastic. Yep. You don't need it because it's help. It helps people get higher. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't need. I don't need loft. It, it helps that, it, but it's a fantastic shaft, okay. and I hit it with the. I've got one at my house. I got a Vokey uh, fifty-eight with that shaft, and it's just it's an awesome club. Um, that's it for me. I'm gonna probably start with the Bridgestone, and then next week, uh, no you get the we, mass. You get the mass quantity Bridgestone. You're good. Yeah, and and then, um. You know, next week I think I'm gonna do the Bridgestone. I'm gonna keep the Mizuno wedges for next week. That's that probably segue into our. We'll, we'll, I'm going down next week for the uh, the member guest Wildcat run, Wildcat run down in Estero, Florida, and we'll probably do a we'll do a pod. Well, considering it was the most listened to pod last year, was the the Michael Hart, Coach Bryant, Falkenberg, Julene pod, um, which was. If you remember, it was one of our. It was our first remote podcast, so we we were skyping in, and I think we had some technical difficulties and stuff like that. But um, I am so so excited to, to listen to you drunk asses call in. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure I get Michael in on that too. Hungry like a wolf. Yeah. What's the first day of the tournament? Uh, Tuesday, I think, is like the. Pre- we'll just do still Wednesday. Okay. Wednesday evening. I think we that's what we did last year or something. Well, I just want to make sure it's not a night where you guys are uh, you have activities going on. Like, let's try to do one where you are, don't have anything scheduled. Like, there isn't a dinner or some party or some shit you guys are going to. So it's pretty tough. Is that every night? <laughs> yeah, we'll do. I, but we'll fit. It'll be fine. We'll fit. Okay. it's fun. We'll all figure right. it out. It was all we just did gotta, last year. It was awesome. Just got to map it out. Well, we didn't get started till like ten o'clock. I think last year, but it was fine. It worked out. Well, we figured it out. Yeah, once we figured it out, it's all good. Well, um, no, I look, uh, I look forward to that. Um, and with that, I think that's going to wrap up. Yeah, yeah, I think episode one of season two. We're just trying to we're, get. We're trying to we're get getting back in the groove. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, we we rambled a little bit tonight. We talked a little bit about pro shit, which whatever. Um, and uh, but we're going to do a review. So hang tight. Here we'll be right back. And we're going to do a little uh, whistle pig whistle pig review. Okay, so uh, in this uh, first episode, we we wanted to do something a little bit special. Um, There's um, a distillery whistle pig that um, 
they really they've been they I they've been pushing some stuff. They've got some really unique um, uh, whiskeys that they've been they've been doing. They're actually uh, out of Vermont. I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So um, are they they're not are they a, I mean because they just focus on rye, right? Correct. So these are all rye. So it, this is not like a bourbon, right? So, um, but Whistle Pig's been really interesting. They've been uh, 10, 12, 15 year type stuff. Uh, they've had some interesting blends. Every year they come out with what they call a Boss Hog version, and That's it always expensive, has, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty pricey and it, it's a little bit different. But uh, it's been really fun to uh, to kind of watch them kind of grow their brand and do what they've been doing. And uh, was at Costco. Um, probably two weeks ago, and I saw that they had it for $57. And usually, I mean, these are like $80 bottles, you know, $70, $80 bottles at a liquor store. And it was $57.99 or whatever the heck it was at, uh, at Costco. And I could be totally off. Maybe I'm only saving 8 bucks, uh, but I, I've also seen it marked up in a lot of places. And uh, so this is the 10-year straight rye um, whistle pig um, and uh, John and I, we, we already had an old fashioned with it, but we just we just poured straight just on a little bit of uh, the ice that we had left over here, just another little taste, just to try to get uh, get a review in so here. So good, it's fantastic. I'm giving it a whirl here. Um, you know what's what's really great about this is that similar to um, God, I don't. It's so smooth. I, I can't. I don't. There know. isn't like this. You, so you get the alcohol, right? Right. So like you know that you're drinking some alcohol here, but it goes down so smooth that it it kind of blows me away because there's the alcohol flavor, and I don't know. It'd be interesting. We'll we'll have to get like a twelve or a fifteen year to compare at some point. But for me, I feel like you taste more of the alcohol here with this maybe ten year version. Um, but it still goes down smooth, where it doesn't have some of the whiskey it's flavors. It's a hundred proof too. Yeah, well, it's a hundred proof. This is aggressive, so maybe that's why you taste the alcohol in it. But um, like when we tried Blantons and we've tried some of these um, bourbons that we've had, I feel like there's a sweeter flavor to it. Um, it actually, so this one somewhat reminds me to a degree, uh, but without obviously the peaty and the smokiness of a Scotch. But this is this this starts leaning me toward. Um, more scotch type of uh, type of drinking than, but without again I, that peaty smoky. I, I agree. It's, to it. It, it's totally different than any type of Kentucky bourbon or mm-hmm. Kentucky rye, yeah. or or American whiskey. I guess like it's definitely not like a Tennessee whiskey either. No, by any means. I mean, like let's name some other ryes. Angel's Envy. Yeah. Who who who? What distillery does that come from? Angel's Envy rye. Uh, That's not Buffalo Trace, is it? No, I don't think so. Um, anyway, so I, we 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 need to work on our. Game. This doesn't taste as sweet. To no, me it's not as sweet. That's why I think it reminds me more of a scotch. And I agree with that. And it's and then you go to like High West, the the double rye it, that tastes totally different than this. Yep, we'll have to do that one to compare. Yeah, that. the High West is pretty good. It's good. I think this is better. Um, I'm a fan. Uh, it's it's, it's just a different drink, you know. So we went through the summer. And uh, we were big on tequila. I mean, I drank probably more Casamigos um, this summer than most people should. And that's the nice way of putting it. Um, 
uh, I will say my wife, um, she has become a, a margarita and uh, a tequila fan as well, which that's actually been probably the most fun about the tequila experiment that we've gone through here, John, in that uh, I think now that we're 40, I'm 40 years old, I finally have like my drink, right? Like I like tequila on the rocks and my wife does too and it's great and it's fun. Lincoln but, Henderson, it's out of Louisville, is the Angels in Is it? Okay. Does that sound right? Yeah, it sounds right. Yeah, it does sound. Right. I don't. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Do you? Uh, I. I don't know enough to be, to to talk, smart about that. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> we we need to go on a bourbon trail like run. That would be a fun trip too. That should be a great winter, winter thing for us to do. Bring a mobile pod. We'll go down to like Lexington. Yeah. Do a little mobile pod and hit a bourbon trail. It'd be freaking fun as shit. It's not that far. No, you, I, and I'm I'm pretty sure Big Sexy he'd be all over that. Go to Woodford Distillery, Buffalo Trace. Yep. Well, you can just go to Whiskey Row in Louisville and yeah. get everything. That actually, that that we should do that. We should do a long weekend and do that. Let's do it. All right. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so we're. Sorry, I kind of got off on uh, so. I feel like there's some seasonality to, to but the, I think you're to the spot, beverages. I think you're spot on though with the like the assessment. It's like you know, it's, if, it's if, east, it's east, I, and it's moving I towards you Ireland. What, I tell you what, if you don't like Scotch because you don't like the peaty and the smoky and like that kind of stuff of Scotch, but you also don't necessarily love like the sweetness of bourbon. Because I, I sometimes I do think the bourbon can get a little bit too sweet. This is your happy medium. Dude, You're tastes, gonna love that. This tastes like Glenmorangie nectar or a signet. Mm-hmm. That's not peaty. It's kind of like it's yeah. almost it's Scotch doesn't get sweet. No, but this kind of tastes like it. There you go. So seasonality wise, thumbs uh, up. Would you would you would you would you would you gift? Would this? I gift that? Are you kidding me? <laughs> For fifty seven dollars at uh, at Costco. Yes, I would gift that to somebody. Merry fucking Christmas, and um, you, you should go out and get yourself. Go check it out at your local Costco. Uh, I think I think it's totally worth getting. 100%. And if you are into the seasons of shaking up liquors and moving from uh, tequila to whiskey, uh, it's, a, it's a great way to, to kick off the season. So with that, John, thank you very much. Thank you. Fantastic. Fun to get back on the back on the horse here, back in the saddle. Um, it's been great. And for those of you out there, hey, we really appreciate you listening. Uh, we'll, um, I, I, hey, hey, Mark, get more greens. You're gonna score better. I promise. All right. Thanks. Thanks. See you.